shall we begin? Let the games begin. All right, all right, all right. A new age has begun. An age of freedom. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Get to the chopper! This is going to be quite a ride. and welcome to the movie pit podcast i am your host christian thank you very much for joining me on the podcast this week we have a lot to get to <laughs> this week uh so i'm just gonna speed through a lot of the podcast and i apologize because this podcast may be going out a little later than i originally want you know i have this idea in my head of when the podcast should come out and uh it's always on friday and uh i don't want it to be a little bit more late so uh than it already is so apologies for the late podcast upload but you will be getting still a podcast uh but this is the movie pit podcast where we talk about all of the big breaking movie news items of the week we also talk about the movie trailers that came out this week we had quite a few of those and we will talk about the movies that are coming out in theaters and streaming for your viewing pleasures. So let's get to the podcast this week. Uh, there was one news item that came out that I really want to talk about. There's actually two, but one got updated this week. So we'll talk about that when we get to it. But there is one movie news item that came out after the podcast came out last week that I want to talk about. And that is that the Sinister and Doctor Strange writer-director duo of C. Robert Cargill and Scott Derrickson are teaming up. With Timo, I'm gonna mispronounce his last name because I always do, even though he is uh, one of my favorite directors, one of my foreign favorite directors. Uh, Timo Tajahanto, I don't, again, I don't think that's how you pronounce his last name. Uh, he directed Headshot, Made the Devil Take You, the first one and its sequel, and the Netflix action film The Night Comes for Us. Uh, they're working on a secret project. The three posted a picture on their social media accounts, uh, the front page of a script with all their names on it and the title which was covered but it will be titled the and then the first the next word starts with an h and the last word starts with an r and over the weekend it was a mad scramble to figure out um what the title was on top of that they had a very brief log line for the movie which read the year is 20 and then the latter half of the year is covered with a snake emoji society is screwed crime and violence have risen steadily in all the remaining regions of planet earth most of asia has been unified that is the log line for the movie that is all we know about the project uh there's no worry on anything else production dates casting release date or anything like that or who is directing uh timo could direct himself uh derrickson could end up directing it himself or maybe cargill's finally get a step behind the camera and direct something although he doesn't uh I don't think he wants to do that, but this is great. Derrickson, obviously a horror director, obviously, you know, stepped out of his uh, comfort zone with uh, Doctor Strange. Timo has done action movies. He's done horror movies. He's done uh, psychological thrillers. So um, whatever this project is, I'm really excited for it. And all three of them together, that's really, really cool. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. So that was just the movie news item that came out uh, after uh, last week when the podcast went up. Let's move on to this week's movie news items. There was a lot of trailers this week. I'm not going to talk about all of them uh, just because I want to get to, <laughs> I specifically want to get to the news. Of course, the biggest movie news item of the week that I think probably maybe most of you will know if you've been paying attention to the movie news, but um, there was a lot of trailers that came out this week. So there was a short one minute teaser for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's pretty much what we've seen before with the exception of a uh humorous uh beat at the beginning of the movie uh that shows uh the lead actor um without a shirt 
and Aquafina's character saying, "What happened to your shirt?" Uh, so there, so there is that. But everything else in the teaser, we pretty much have seen before. From the looks of it, it looks like we've seen everything before. So uh, that came out. Uh, there was a teaser for uh, Army of Thieves, which is a prequel to Army of the Dead, and that brings back um, Mateus. I'm gonna mispronounce his last name as well. Uh, Shergwifers, and that, that's not how you say it. That is, that is not even close to how you say his last name. Uh, but he played the safe crack in Army of the Dead. Uh, so this movie will follow um, his character being recruited by a group of thieves who are taking advantage of the world's current state of, of course, fighting the zombie outbreak that happened. Uh, so he's going to be in there. He actually also uh, directs the movie, the the actor. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Army of Thieves doesn't have a release date, but it does uh, have a release. It does have. It will come out. I should say, uh, mixing up, mixing up my words. Uh, it will come out later this year in the fall. So there's no exact release date just yet, but it will come out later this year. So it was that. There was also a new trailer for A24's newest um, psychological horror uh film called lamb which stars nomi rapace we had a very brief teaser that that came out uh, i want to say last month uh which and it follows a childless couple who discover a strange looking child in their barn uh which if you see the trailer it is a cross from the looks of it uh, to be a human and a sheep uh obviously the title called lamb um and uh it's it's weird it's 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 a weird trailer it, it is and it's even weirder when they have the beach boys song galonios playing in the background it's 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 very weird but uh yeah go go check that out if you want to uh speaking of weird trailers there was a stop motion film uh by animation legend uh Phil Tippett who has done a lot of stuff for the Star Wars franchise uh his company is actually in charge of the special effects for the Mandalorian so he's still attached to the Star Wars franchise to this day uh the movie is 30 years in the making because he started working on this after he did work for robocop 2 and then he had to stop because he got offered to create the dinosaur effects for jurassic park so once he was done with that you know he kept getting other projects and other projects and worked on it here and there and uh he finally went back to it in 2010 after creating a kickstarter and then finished the movie uh which is called mad god i didn't say the name of the movie it's called mad god uh and uh he finished it um last year during the pandemic so yeah uh the teaser itself is kind of out there it's kind of trippy and wild and gnarly (laughs) i've never used gnarly in my life but i feel like that that's appropriate to to put to this trailer uh the film will premiere at the lower Cano film festival which is uh next week it's already august it's like gonna be august soon that's that's crazy to me uh but it will premiere next week at that film festival there's no theater release date or vod release date just yet but i'm assuming someone will pick it up uh at one of the film festivals for sure there was a new trailer for flag or the first trailer i should say for flag day this is a, a movie that is directed by sean penn it's a family drama he's also um starring in the film it's based on a real story a true story and a memoir by Jennifer Vogel. Uh, the film follows a relationship between Jennifer and her father, John Vogel, the most notorious counterfeiter in U.S. history. Penn will play John Vogel, while his daughter, Dylan Penn, will play his on-screen daughter, Jennifer. The movie will also co-star Penn's son, Hopperjack Penn, and Dylan's brother will also appear along with Catherine Winnick and Josh Brolin. That will come out on August 20th. Um, not what I expected from Flag Day. I didn't even know... Well, 
that was happening so there was that uh there was a new trailer for david buckner's the night house this uh david buckner by the way directed netflix's the ritual if anyone saw that or anyone familiar with that or remembers watching that uh this new psychological horror uh thriller will have rebecca hall playing beth a grieving widow who is alone at the lakeside home uh that her husband built for her before he passed away and uh of course uh creepy stuff starts happening because <laughs> it always does uh so this looks the teaser itself kind of starts off like uh kind of an extended scene and then it goes into you know everything else uh very different from the trailer that we saw this one's a lot shorter than the trailer the trailer was you know a full length trailer it was like two and a half minutes this one's uh like right under a minute or so um or right over a minute i should say but uh yeah it's it's creepy <laughs> it's it's sure is creepy uh so yeah that comes out on august 20th well of course we'll talk about more about that once it comes out uh, there was a tra- trailer. There was a trailer. There was a trailer for uh, the Gateway, which stars uh, Shane Wingham. Uh, you know who he is because you've seen him and stuff. He he's been in the Fast and the Furious franchise. He was uh, in the first season of Peggy Carter. Um, he was in Kong Skull Island. He plays the soldier who I want to say he's a second in command to Samuel L. Jackson's character. Uh, he's kind of like the older guy, uh, very skinny. You know, you know him when you see him. Uh, but he plays a social worker in this movie. He gets caught up in a gang wars crossfire while trying to protect his clients. A mother played by Olivia Munn and her daughter after the child's father gets out of prison and decides to steal accidentally from the cartel uh frank grillo also stars in the movie as does tara manning and bruce stern bruce stern looks like he's playing maybe the father or at least you know like a mentor or something like that uh but this movie will premiere in select theaters on apple tv and vod on september 3rd looks pretty good i like shay wingham it looks like he's finally getting a lead actor credit which is pretty cool i've always seen him as you know pop up as a supporting actor and like you know like a one scene uh, role so it's nice to see him kind of get a the lead the lead in this one uh the next trailer is sony pictures animation and netflix uh netflix's film vivo which will follow a one-of-a-kind uh rainforest honey bear uh they say they haven't word for it but I'm, I'm done trying to pronounce stuff i don't know how to pronounce uh, and um it doesn't look like honey bear it looks like a monkey but you know whatever uh it's voiced by lin-manuel miranda who spends his days playing music to crowds with his owner and uh andres however vivo is sent on an adventure to search for andres's lost love martha voiced by gloria stefan in the movie but vivo has uh also gets help from a young girl named gabby along the way the voice cast includes Zoe Saldana, Brian T. Reed Henry, Nicole Byer, and Michael Rooker, and that will start streaming on Netflix on August 6th. It looks interesting. It looks like they, they switch up the animation every now and then, uh, which uh, it, it kind of threw me off at first, but when I realized what they were doing in the trailer and probably what they'll do in the movie, it kind of makes sense, but uh, it's very bright and colorful. Uh, if anything so there's that uh there was also the first trailer for king richard it is inspired by richard williams the father of the williams sisters sarita and venus who will actually be executive producers on the movie will smith will play richard williams with their young with the young actresses of uh shania sydney playing venus and demi singleton playing serena john bernthal tony goodwin and uh dylan mcdermott also co-star in the film as well king richard will be in theaters and hbo max on november 19th uh i didn't really know or what to expect from watching the king richard trailer uh i had heard a lot about it and um i knew it was happening and i saw like photos and stuff like that but watching the actual trailer 
uh it, you know it, it's very interesting even though the movie is supposed to be about him you know that's kind of hard to not um, it's kind of hard to imagine them not the sisters i should um, i'm talking about being the they not being a pivotal role in the movie because obviously we know about their careers and we know you know we kind of know their story but now we're finding out more about the father which admittedly i don't know anything about um the the father i don't know anything about their father i don't know anything about richard williams so uh but will smith uh, is there and it looks like he's gonna give a powerhouse performance so you know more all right uh there was also the trailer for the cow uh the car sorry the card counter i don't know why i said cow uh the card counter uh that is a new movie by focus features it is a revenge thriller which is directed by Paul Schreider, who directed American Jolo and First Reformed. Uh, it stars Oscar Isaac as William Tell, a card counter, obviously, who lives anonymously as possible as he travels from casino to casino. He is drawn into a plot by Ty Sheridan's character, Ty Sheridan from the X-Men movies, the new X-Men movies, plays Cyclops, uh, to exact revenge on a military colonel, played by William Dafoe, who had wronged both men. Tell hopes to redeem himself and Ty Sheridan's character, but escaping his past proves impossible, especially after mis- a mysterious financial broker, played by Tiffany Haddish, stakes Tail for a World Series of Poker tournament. Uh, this is very interesting because the trailer kind of it, it bounces from like, okay, this can be like this like an interesting like, character study kind of movie, and then you know uh, Sheridan's characters get gets introduced in the trailer and Willem Dafoe's character. It looks like maybe they were military. Uh, they were both in the military and something, you know, Defoe's character may have ordered them to do something that they didn't want to do. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it, the trailer kind of bounced around. It has a very style. It's very stylish, the trailer itself, but, uh, it's very interesting that, um, the story they're telling with the, with the, with the trailer they're showing, it kind of just, it mixes and matches and it just, I don't know. It's, it's a kind of bounce. It bounces back and forth tone wise, but it's very stylish. And I'm looking forward to it. Anything with Oscar Isaac is great because uh, I, I he's one of my favorite people out there. Uh, Martin Scorsese is an executive producer on the movie, which has a connection because he actually directed Schrader's uh, four scripts in the past. Uh, Schrader has wrote Bringing Out the Dead, The Last Temptation of Christ, Raging Bull, and Taxi Driver. And, of course, Martin Scorsese directed all those movies. So uh, the card counter will open on September 10th. So give that a watch. Uh, there was also the trailer for House of Gucci, uh, the first trailer for Ridley Scott's new crime drama, which stars Adam Driver as the man himself, Gucci, uh, Lady Gaga as his wife, uh, who hired someone to kill her husband. And if you're just figuring it out for the first time, um, you, you gotta you, you gotta know what's going on. Um, <laughs> that is, uh, it's a story. It's quite a story. Uh, if you don't know anything about the story, but it is quite a story. And um, they try their best not to play it too much in the trailer but yeah we we know uh the film co-stars jared leto what looks like it looks like he's in a fat suit i'm pretty sure he's in a fat suit and i didn't even notice it was jared leto i forgot he was in this movie and then they said you know the jared leto title card pops up and they show his character afterward i'm like oh my god that is jared leto so jared leto in fat suit al pacino also co-stars so does sam hayek uh this movie will open on november 24th right around award season so you probably expect to hear a lot about this uh for house of gucci um i don't know i i, I just i couldn't get over jerry little in the fat suit to be quite honest with you so there's that uh and finally the last trailer we're gonna talk about is the new trailer for the ghostbusters movie ghostbusters afterlife uh finally after all its delays will finally come out jason Raymond 
the director of uh, Up in the Air, Tully and Juno, the son of the dire- of the original director, Ivan Reitman. Uh, he co-writes this and directs a sequel, uh, which is a sequel to the original films. It is not a reboot. It is not a remake. It is a sequel to the first two movies and follows a mother played by Carrie Coon with her two kids played by McKenna Grace and Finn Wolfhard who moved to Oklahoma where the kids discover their grandfather's past as the original member of the Ghostbusters team. The movie will co-star Paul Rudd, Tracy Letts and original co uh, original cast members uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts and Sigourney Weaver will all star. We actually see Annie Potts in the movie. Uh, looks like she kind of hands over the keys to Carrie Coon's character, who is the daughter of um, Egon. And um, yeah, it's it, the trailer is uh, very good. It's very, it, it has a lot of heart. There's a lot of nostalgia in there. They show a lot of stuff from, you know, stuff that we know, icon, you know, like the, like uh, the car, I know it has a name and I had it in my tip of my tongue and I just forgot what it was. And I uh, know all of your yelling at me and i apologize but um uh yeah there's just a lot of other stuff in there it looks great i mean i was you know uh, it's very different from the first tra- trailer that we got what a year ago two years ago now wow it's, it seems like so long ago um but um yeah i mean i'm i'm looking forward to it you know i'm, I'm not overly excited for it but i am looking forward to it i think this definitely um made me a little bit more excited for the movie than the other trailer uh, maybe it's because I just want to watch movies in theaters again. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife will come out on November 11th, given that, you know, the Delta variant doesn't, you know, mess everything up. But yeah, there you go. Uh, those are all the trailers. Those will all linked, be linked down below in the description slash show notes area. Let us move on to the movie news items. Of- all right. So the first bit of movie news we have here is, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, we started talking about the trailers. There was two movie news items that came out after the podcast went up last week. One of them uh, got updated this week, and that is the first movie news item we're going to talk about. And then as a while back ago, news broke out that a reboot or reimagining or remake or whatever wording they wanted to use, whatever re they wanted to use in front of this, of The Exorcist was happening. And it was uh, rather quiet on that front until this weekend when it was announced that David Gordon Green, the man behind the Halloween, the new Halloween movies, told uh, Total Film Magazine that the movie was not a reboot or a remake, but it is a direct sequel to the first movie. On top of that, he told the outlet that just because it was a direct sequel to the classic first movie didn't necessarily mean that everything that happened in the sequels wouldn't be erased or mentioned, although he didn't uh, say that that it would also be canon or anything like that. So we just got to take that for us for what he says. But this is the first time, of course, a series has made uh, direct sequels. The short-lived Fox TV series picked up after the events of the first movie and was set in that world. Of course, the last exorcism uh, or the last exorcist movie we got uh, was back in 2005 with Dominions, the prequel to The Exorcist, which itself was an alternate version of the 2004 movie Exorcist, the beginning because of different uh, different director's cuts and stuff like that. So there was there you go. Uh, that was the original news item that came out uh, last week. Then Monday rolled around and gave us uh, more news, some big news. Uh, it was reported that Leslie Odom Jr. from um, Hamilton and One Night in Miami and the original and one of the original film stars in Ellen Bernstein have joined the movie. Plus, the movie will be part of a planned trilogy. Uh, a planned trilogy. It will be released on October 13th, 2023, and will be released both in theaters and on the streaming service of 
Peacock. Uh, Gordon Green, it looks like, will only direct the first movie, at least for now, because they could change their minds in the future. In terms of writing, Scott Teams, who was one of the writers on Halloween Kills, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green will team up for the story for it to be written by, uh, officially, by Gordon Green and Peter Statler, which I believe is a new writer. Uh, he's probably someone that works for one of the companies and uh, they want to bring him in on this but regardless of that odom jr will play a father of a possessed child and desperate for help and he tracks down bernstein's character who was the mother of course of linda blair's regan uh reagan from the first movie uh, apparently universal and peacock made a 400 million dollar deal with morgan creek productions uh which held the rights for the actress's property and uh they're the ones that are going to be putting the movie together this is pretty big uh obviously david gordon green has experience with uh directing you know direct sequels to original movies that came out years ago uh so he's gonna do it again with the exorcist i'm more excited for the project now i really did think they were gonna reboot it or reimagine it and then the friday news was like okay they're not gonna reboot it. it's a direct sequel awesome cool and now this not just a direct sequel but they're also bringing back one of the major stars um which i think is really really cool i don't know what they're gonna do but i'm excited nonetheless well, let's stick with horror here for a little bit during an interview with collider producers john davis and john fox uh had given some details on the new secretly filming Predator movie, which is directed by Dan Trettenberg, who is the director of uh, t uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I don't know why I had trouble saying that. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, for starters, the movie will be titled Skull and will be an origin story about the, fir uh, the Predator's first journey to Earth. The movie will be have a female hero, and Fox said that the movie will be more, quote, akin to The Revenant than it, did, uh, than it does to any other film in the Predator canon, end quote. When it comes to the time period, all they said was that it was early... Uh, are we gonna see a caveman time predator movie i don't know i don't know what they meant by that but that seems kind of rather interesting uh both praised trendenberg's vision along with the script by De uh, patrick anson uh he he did some tv series he wrote some episodes for some tv series like kingdom treadstone and the amazon uh prime video series jack ryan they did admit that the movie w uh, was at the time when they're did this interview three quarters of the way through production and hasn't uh they haven't ruled out uh, a rating for the movie yet they don't know if it's gonna be rated or or if it's gonna be rated pg-13 but um predator movie i don't know uh they you know they started they also admitted that they started working on this when the last predator movie was in production and they wanted to just work on this while that one was going through not because they thought that was going to fail but just because they just wanted something else uh they just wanted you know another predator movie in the works that maybe wasn't connected to the other movies or wasn't connected to that movie at all so you know it is what it is but um i'm ex you know i'm excited for this dan trendenberg 10 cloverfield lane he did an amazing job on that um you know if he does anything similar to what he does did with uh 10 cloverfield lane uh with the predator movie i think we're in for probably the first good predator movie in quite a while uh, at least in my opinion so Moving on, uh, J.K. Simmons is in, in negotiations to reprise his role as Commissioner James Gordon in the HBO Bat, uh, HBO film movie Batgirl. Uh, of course, Simmons played uh, the character in Justice League, but him returning for Batgirl would be really cool because it would be, you know, some continuity there. And uh, him having done all that work just for a one-off appearance didn't seem right. Uh, Leslie Grace from In the Heights nabbed the role of Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl, last week. We talked about that. Uh, although no plot details uh, are still known, they're still being kept uh, keep being kept secret. The movie will be written by Christina Hodson, who did work on Birds of Prey and also wrote the Bubble Bee sequel. It will be directed by 
Bad Boys for Life directors Aldiel Arby and Biala Fala, with production aiming to start soon, apparently, at least according to uh, the report that I read, uh, one of the reports I read for J.K. Simmons, that they wanted to start production soon, uh, even possibly sometime this year, maybe even for a movie release next year. I, I don't know if that's the case. If that's if that's what they're going to do, then that's a very quick turnaround, and we're going to probably expect a lot more casting updates from from Batgirl uh, in the future. So uh, get ready for that, I guess. Oh, we'll see. Uh, Disney, which is... <laughs> Getting, these last two movie news items are both connected to Disney. One is more bigger than the other one. Disney's Jungle Cruise is out this week, but the studio is moving things ahead on their other movie based on a theme park ride in The Haunted Mansion. We already know that Justin Simeon, who uh, directed uh, Bad Hair, which is on Hulu, and Dear White People, the movie and the TV series, is set to direct the movie with Katie Diploid, uh, who did some work on the TV series Parks and Rec and uh, wrote the movie The Heat, the one with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, uh, writing the recent version of the script. Now, there are two people um, being lined up to star in the movie, and that is Tiffany Haddish and Lakeith Stanfield. Although unconfirmed, some outlets are saying that Stanfield will play a widower who once believed in the supernatural but is now a rather lifeless tour guide in New Orleans, in New Orleans's French Quarter, while Haddish will play a psychic hire to commune with the dead. Other than that, no new details are known about the movie, other than, of course, it will be based on the theme ride, and someone will be moving into the, uh, of course, titled Haunted Mansion. Disney already did a Haunted Mansion movie back in 2003, if you guys remember, with Eddie Murphy, although the movie did not get a lot of love from people or from the box office, so that's why I never continued uh, with that. Uh, but this is pretty cool that they want to do this. I don't know how they're going to approach a Haunted Mansion movie, but um, I think this is a good start. I mean, not too bad. Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, I know people, uh, you know, are divided on Tiffany Haddish, but I think uh, depending on what they give her, you know, uh, she, she she knocks it out of the park. So there is that. All right. So let's get to the big movie news item of the week because <laughs> it is ridiculous. And right before I started recording, you know, to give you give you guys a little hint on what goes on. Uh, I usually report, record the podcast on Thursdays, at least most of what I can record. Uh, and then, you know, whatever pops up uh, Friday mornings or early Friday afternoons, then I'll do that. I didn't do that this week. Uh, I waited to record the whole podcast on a Friday, which is why it's going to go up late. But I wanted to see if there was an update to this movie news, uh, to this to this item. And there was, just not the movie news item, just not the update that I thought it was going to happen. So, Scarlett Johansson has reportedly filed a lawsuit against the Walt Disney Company, according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the suit alleges there was a whole there's a whole lot that goes behind this. I'm just going to give you guys like the major details on it. If you want to read the whole story, obviously go check out the Wall Street Journal. They have a breakdown of everything. I'm just going to give you guys the highlights. So the suit alleges that Disney entered a breach of contract by releasing Black Widow in both theaters and on Disney+. Plus. The suit goes on to say that her contract with Marvel guaranteed an exclusive theater release for Black Widow with her salary conditional uh, on the film's box office performance, meaning that she would get more money based off how much, you know, the box office made. Uh, some of the wording from the suit said this, saying, quote, Disney intentionally induced Marvel's breach of the agreement without justification in order to prevent Ms. Johansson's from realizing the full benefit of her bargain with Marvel. End quote. That's just one of the quotes they use. That's just, just, just one of them. 
Apparently, uh, Johansson and her team did reach out to Disney about pre-pandemic concerns uh, in an email from March 2019 by Marvel Chief Counsel Dave uh, Galizio. I think I don't know if that's how I pronounced his last name. Uh, said that the release plan for Black Widow would adhere to the traditional uh, theater model and even said that if plans changed, they would need to meet and discuss things. It's not the exact wording of the email, but that's pretty much the gist of what it was. So Johansson and her team did reach out, you know, before the when the pandemic was going on, before the pandemic happened, because they didn't know what was going to go, you know, what was going to happen and everything like that. And probably the most damning thing in the suit is that it alleges that Johansson's representatives attempted to renegotiate her contract after Black Widow's release plan changed to include Disney Plus, but Disney and Marvel never responded back. Mostly disney so they reached out to disney and they were like let's let's you know change some stuff and let's change the wording of the contract didn't happen uh the suit continues to go on to allege that disney may have made the move for the hybrid release so they or the day and date release as they like to call it i just say hybrid because it's just easier uh for me to say uh because i don't you know mix it up every now and then uh release that they uh what was saying the hybrid release so they wouldn't have to pay uh, johansson and to continue to build disney plus as a platform for all those new subscribers Ooh. Uh, if you've been paying attention to the box office, Black Widow premiered to a whopping 80 million, 80 plus million dollars uh, at the box office, which is the biggest weekend of any theater release in more than a year because, of course, of pandemic. But <laughs> the movie then suffered a massive decline in its second weekend, dropping a uh, apparently 67 percent, which is a massive drop for any movie let alone a Marvel movie. Uh, something that theater owners were apparently upset about. I don't know why they were upset about it. It's not like, you know, Marvel has any control of that. Maybe it was because, you know, the movie was also available on Disney+. Plus. Although theater owners knew that it was going to come on Disney+. Plus. So th- I think, you know, you guys should have expected a drop. Yes, that is a massive drop. You should have expected a drop nonetheless. So that was the original story. That came out like during the day. And then at night, I think it was the same day that it came out, uh, a Disney spokesperson then responded to the whole thing by saying this. And this is where everything just went down in flames for Disney. Saying, quote, there is no merit whatsoever to this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Disney has fully complied with Ms. Johansson's contract and furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with the premiere access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn the additional compensation on top of the 20 million she received to date. End quote. So when that was released, you know, a lot of people were like just... Uh, uh, it, just, it just pains me to say that's okay so the whole thing is messy all right just the whole thing is messy as hell all right and i think before disney's statement which again kind of alludes that disney uh, is saying that johansson is taking advantage of the pandemic to sue them which wow but people were probably siding with disney but but after that statement came out it was just a whole hell of a lot of no 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 you are not in the right here and now there were reports today on Friday that Emma Stone and maybe even Emily Blunt are considering taking a similar route on possibly suing Disney. Stone, of course, was a star of Cruella, which for a while Cruella was just going to get a theater release. And then they decided to change it up and we're going to make it a theater and Disney Plus release. Same thing happened with Jungle Cruise. Um, 
Although early reports suggested that um, Blunt and uh, and Dwayne Johnson, who was also the star in that movie and also producer on that movie, uh, wouldn't take issue with the Jungle Cruise hybrid release. So uh, I don't know, maybe something changed. Look, again, the whole thing is messy. It just seems like Disney didn't take the right measures and renegotiated the contract with their stars for their movies to come out in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. Yes, there is a pandemic going on. And all moviegoers are people that go to the movies a lot or on a frequent basis, like myself and maybe even you listening to this podcast, aren't going to movie theaters every weekend like we used to because of COVID. And sorry, I love to close the mic there. Uh, and no, I don't believe that these actresses, uh, especially Johansson, are uh, trying to take advantage of the pandemic to get paid more money because honestly that excuse is stupid and if, if it's in their contracts that you're going to get a theater release then they are pro and then they are promised a theater release for their movie mainly because probably they're going to get you know some movie from the box office and you as the biggest company and movie studio in the world know that a full theater release a only theater release isn't either possible or won't work to make the most money for you, you greedy mother, I mean, um, you Disney executives out there, uh, <laughs> wanted or like, and, and you see that there is a pandemic going on and they reach out to you and you, you being the studio Disney don't work out a new deal for them. Then you, you Disney are at fault here. I don't know. Like, it's not that hard. Like they reached out to you before the pandemic started and you're like, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's going to, it's, it's going to get a theater release. Don't worry about it. We're fine. Just push it back. Just keep pushing it back. You kept pushing back movies and movies and movies. And now you don't want to do that. It's, it's like, yes, there's a pandemic going on. Yes. We are starved for content. Yes. We want more, uh, stuff of the things we like because we want to get through this. But at the same time, like you can just easily renegotiate something. Like I know it's probably hard, but like if the representative for them and your representative are already talking, then, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know all the legal jargon and all the legal things that go into it. But if they're reaching out to you and they're reach back out to you and be like, no, no, we, we can discuss this later. Then I think, you know, you, you, then both sides are like, yeah, we, we can work something out. But no, you decided not to. We don't know all the details on all this, but judging from what we do know, and of course, if anything, you know, pops up, you know, in between, you know, now and when this podcast goes out and, you know, whenever we get an update to the story, it's going to be big. It's going to be massive. This is a very, like I mentioned, messy, messy ordeal. And I don't know <laughs> how this will pan out. On one hand, you know, you have the people who are siding with Johansson uh, and just looking at the story and how everything's laid out with the contract. And if it's, if it wasn't in her contract that you can get a full theater release and only theater release, and you get money based off that theater release, then that's what I, I don't think. I don't even think the massive drop off is the thing that's bothering her. I think it's the thing that's the contract itself that says I was promised a theater release. And I don't know, maybe she wants some a, a cut of the Disney plus premiere access stuff, which I mean, if it's in her contract, then, you know, I get it, but I, I don't know. I, 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 it, again, and, and I think Disney shot themselves in the foot when they released that statement. and like, oh, she's taking advantage. It kind of, re it kind of reads like, oh, like she's just taking advantage of the, of the pandemic. Of course, people aren't going out to the movie theaters. That's why the movie's not, not making as much money at the box office. No, <laughs> it's a contract thing. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a whole messy ordeal. I don't know what's going to happen here. Any 
any probable surprise cameo by Johansson in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is probably gone. It's probably out the window now. I don't think she's coming back. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's that that's that's it's, this is gonna be interesting, guys. I, I don't know what's gonna happen, but uh, yeah. What do you guys think about this? This is interesting. This is a very big story that I think. I, I don't think it's going to get any uglier. I hope it doesn't get any uglier, but we'll see. I thought I was going to talk more about that, but I think I got my point across. But So, yeah, uh, let's move on. <laughs> That's all the movie news items at the time of this recording. Let's move on to this week's movies that are coming out in theaters and streaming for your viewing pleasures. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Uh, so the first movie coming out uh, in theaters is Stillwater. Uh, Matt Damon plays a father who travels from Oklahoma to France to help his estranged daughter, played by Abigail Breslin, who is in prison for a murder she claims she didn't commit. This movie is directed by Tom uh, McCarthy, who uh, directed Spotlight. Uh, it's, um, I've heard about it for a while and the trailers itself seem rather interesting. I don't know. Um, it, it's not something that I, I, I thought Matt Damon would appear in, but, uh, he's there and uh, I love Matt Damon. I, I do like him as an actor. So, uh, I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know how this will turn out, but it looks rather interesting. Hopefully it's good. I haven't really caught up on any of the buzz on Stillwater to be, to be perfectly honest with you, but, uh, but there you go. Uh, the next movie also coming out exclusively in theaters is The Green Knight. It is a fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain and The Green Knight. Uh, this is directed by David Lowry, who directed uh, Pete's Dragon, A Ghost Story, and The Old Man and the Gun. Uh, this stars Dave Patel, Alicia Vikander, Joel Edgerton, Sean Harris, and Ralph Enonson. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. He was the father in The Witch. Um, he has that very deep, raspy voice. Uh, he's actually voicing and playing The Green Knight. Uh, I've been looking forward to this. This is one. This was one of my most anticipated movies of the year, and I'm hoping that I can probably find a time in the day where there's no one in the movie theater so I can watch this because I want to watch this on the biggest screen possible. Yeah, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. Uh, the early buzz for it is that it is very, very good. So I'm looking very, very forward toward uh, watching this. And again, it's been one of my most anticipated movies of the year um, since last year when it was, you know, supposed to come out. And then the pandemic happened, didn't come out. But uh, hopefully I can watch this soon because uh, I really want to watch it and it looks really, really good. So, uh, And finally, this is a movie that you can watch in theaters and on Disney Plus for the premiere access. It's Jungle Cruise starring Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson. Uh, of course, based off the Disneyland theme park ride where a small riverboat captain takes a group of travelers through the jungle filled uh, with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with supernatural elements. Uh, the movie is directed by Hamid Kalatsera, who directed a lot of the Liam Neeson movies uh, like Unknown and uh, Run All Night and The Commuter. The movie also co-stars Jake Whitehall, Jesse Plemons, Edgar Ramirez, and Paul Giamatti. This is pretty good. I, I, I didn't really know what to expect from a Jungle Cruise movie, and then I saw, keep seeing all the trailers and stuff, and it just kept getting better and better. And I think Johnson and Blunt uh, look great together. They look like they have great string chemistry and it looks like they got along on set uh at least from all the production uh, all the press tour stuff that's been coming out so i'm looking forward to it i really am i'm gonna watch it uh i'm gonna watch it from from home um and hopefully uh emily blunt doesn't get mad with me um <laughs> so uh yeah those are your movies coming out in streaming if i miss something obviously i apologize for that but uh it's kind of hard to know what's streaming at the same time uh, with everything going on but those are your movies coming out in theaters and streaming jungle cruise the green knight and Stillwater. uh hopefully you guys um 
watch one of those. Uh, I know I'll be watching one of these for sure. I'll be watching Jungle Cruise this weekend. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got for you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. I apologize once again for the late, for the, uh, late podcast but um, and speeding through it, I just wanted to get all the news out and get the podcast out as, as fast as possible. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. I very much appreciate it. As always, you can listen anywhere that you want. Hopefully you're listening on one of your favorite platforms, whether that be YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Uh, you can follow the podcast on social media accounts down below on Instagram and Twitter. I'm using the Twitter a little bit more. I still got to work on the Instagram, but I am using the Twitter a little bit more. And uh, yeah, anything else also down there, the trailers and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, hopefully you guys have a great and fun and safe weekend. And I will see all of you hopefully next week. Well, you'll hear my voice next week. You won't see me next week. Um, but, uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in and listening. I appreciate it. And I will see all of you guys uh, next week. Enjoy your weekend. And as always, be good people and go watch some movies. Woo-hoo! Yeah, give it up. Movies.